Man, I'm I'm hurting. My oh, legs man. hurt. I'm all sore just, back there, Steve. I just ripped a good one. <laughs> it's quality. <laughs> and there it is. Um. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, facing, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. What's up? What is up? We asked the Facebook group for topic ideas and they gave us a lot of nothing. They gave us a lot of topic ideas, such as this one from Stuart Eagley, alien themed guitar gear. Yes, sure. I mean, I guess. Uh, well, I you know to be fair, the the photo that I put up was you know, an alien. I always I, know, I always I do know. a picture that has an alien that no that doesn't. I, mean, I always do a picture that has a microphone in it, and this time there was also an alien in it. So he wants us to talk about the alien, but what are we going to say about the alien themed guitar gear? I mean, I like the it's uh, all, okay. Gosh. I like the the Jackson Roswell Rhodes. Are that's a fun alien themed guitar. Are Roswell Rhodes are all. Joe Satriani guitars, alien-themed guitars. No. No. Some of them are surfing with the alien-themed guitars. But not... that The guitar itself is not the alien. All of all Joe Satriani guitars are appropriate for surfing with the alien. Not all aliens, but the alien. With the alien. Talk about how many kindergartners you guys could take in a fight before getting overwhelmed, asked Jake Andrews. How big of a kindergartner are we talking about? I know about there's different types, there's different weight classes of kindergartners, guys. I can't, we can't answer this question without the appropriate how information. Fa- how fast of a kindergartner? And what do you mean by take them out? Like to dinner? No, take in a fight. Take, that, take like, a what fight. does he mean like take them in a fight? Does that mean like they tap out or does it mean you knock them out? You know? How much pain tolerance do you think a kindergartner has? I feel like I could knock a kindergartner down with one hit and they're not getting back up. I don't, that's the thing is I don't know that kindergartners would like strategize to just like overwhelm. So if it's like wave after wave, it's zombie math is the problem. Like eventually the horde gets you like eventually you've punched so many kindergartners that your hands are pulp and you just can't defend yourself. That's true. That's true. You know, this is a dark line of questioning. I think I could take at least, one classroom full of kindergartners. Oh yeah, I could take out a classic kindergarten. This is oh, this is awful. I hate this topic with my bare hands. Uh, I could do this by kicking them. Honestly, um, <laughs> Greg Straub wants us to talk about how Mark Zuckerberg has legs now. Good for him. Appa- well, do you know about this? Apparently, the new uh, the met- meta avatars now have legs. Apparently, they didn't have legs before. This is have has anyone been on Meta? Has no, any one person, one human being, been on Meta? Why is it in the news ever? Like it is not. If it's the, even, if it's the future, to, we're still long way away from it. Like I don't even know how to get on Meta. Do you, you have, have to, to have like an Oculus Rift or something oh. like that? You have to have, have have the headset. I think I don't. How do you even? Is there a way to get on Meta without having a device? Can you that, just get like the cardboard headset and then you put your phone in there? I don't know. Uh, there's there's been no reason. This is how you know it's probably going to be the future. But this is how the internet felt in like 1994. It was like there's an internet. 
who knows how you get on it. Well, I don't know, but to, there, there is an internet now, so whatever. www.angelfire.tripod.geocities.com. Right. Well, first you have to have a modem, and you have to wait for it to dial in for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Good news. Ring, ring. You're on the internet. It would have been faster to send an actual letter through the mail. <laughs> Greg Straub has a screen grab from some creepy boomers uh, being thirsty over some girl holding a guitar in a picture. I don't know. We could talk about that, but it's just like, it's everyone knows what we think about that. And like, you know, like here's just get, get, guys, get, keep it in your pants on the internet. Like it's here. I'll, I'll read what I said. Um, uh, okay. I always wonder what these people think will happen if they just keep those thoughts in their head. Like it's totally fine to look at someone and find them attractive, but why the uncontrollable need to tell everyone exactly how horny you are? Oh, there's it, a good it, question, Steve, that we asked off camera before the last episode. Who do you think the horniest guitar YouTuber is? Yeah. You guys let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. Uh, it's, uh, it's, but it, it is one of these things. And, and, uh, I think, and I'm going to mostly paraphrase this um, because uh, I've been in this conversation with a group a few times. Um, but the way Emily, I always like the way Emily Harris from Get Offset put it, which is basically like, it's fine if you as a person see a random YouTuber or Instagram or just whatever a person, person a human and you being. go and you think to yourself, Wow, that is an attractive person. You can even think to yourself, wow, if on some off chance I was at this person's show and they saw me in the crowd and they thought I was attractive, then maybe we would get dinner afterwards and on the third date, maybe something, you know, that third date stuff happens. If you want to imagine you know, you, graphic sexual sexual encounters, if you want to imagine far-fetched romantic situations where you first develop a friendship and then eventually fall in love and then you fall out of love, will they, won't they? And then years down the road, you finally do fall in love and you tie the knot, but it was a mistake. But then you get a divorce and then years later, you realize they were the only ones for you and you get back together and you retire happy. Have that entire fantasy in your head if you want to. But why on the internet, when you're looking at where, where people can see your own personal information on Facebook, YouTube, wherever, why, why would you volunteer your sexual fantasies about strangers to strangers on the internet? Like, I don't yeah. understand that mentality at all. Keep it in your head. Or tell your friends in person and watch their faces to see if they enjoy you describing your sexual fantasies. <laughs> Are you just like completely unnecessary? It's it's just TMI. It's, it's funny because this that's a kind of topic. It's a kind of conversation that people used to be like, oh, that's locker room talk. Well, Facebook's not your freaking locker room. I don't want to have. Like, you don't want to have that conversation. You don't want to have some random dude come up to you at, at the I gym. I definitely don't want to have like, oh, you know, you know, who's making me horny conversations with dudes in the locker room at the gym. That is not the conversation. You, I don't want to talk to anyone in the locker room at the gym. You should have it and then be like, you know, who's making me horny? Rue McClanahan. Have you guys been watching the Golden Girls? Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Who makes you horny? 
But this, this is the horny episode the, here the, on 60 Cycle. The, the whole point was, you know, like you said, like be yeah, horny, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, no one, no one needs to know. No one wants to know. Like no one is, no one is a, no one is trying to discourage anyone from having their own fantasy, sexual or otherwise, your own thoughts, your own you know, admiration of the physical form of other human beings. That's a human thing. But the rest of us don't want to know what's going on in your head. Keep it to yourself. We're all trying to just get through our lives. All right. These socks. I asked my girlfriend to buy me a two-pack of socks. Oh and she came gosh. back They're two with two, socks. two pack socks. Two pack socks. Ah, this clever. It's clever, at least. You There's know. some memes. Greg's got a lot of memes. Greg is dumping on us. Oh, the, I thought this was interesting. The '90s uh, kit for costume. This is like costuming stuff. The '90s kit has a Nokia phone, uh, like the the red kind of like John Lennon yeah, glasses. Like Oasis glasses. Oh, okay. You're gonna call them Oasis glasses. All yeah. right. Uh, and then like some butterfly hair clips and a plastic non-functioning cassette player prop, which apparently is $10. I bet you could get on eBay right now and buy a cassette player for like $6. Yeah. But would they come with those headphones? But this is a sign that we're old. This is, this is at like a, this looks like it's at a Halloween store. Oh, it for sure is. It's definitely at like a spirit or something like uh, that. I don't, somebody pointed out that, uh, that phone came out in September 2000. The Nokia. Um, but that's kind of like how the 90s, I mean, that's like how the 80s ran up through like 1993, you know? Right, right. <laughs> where that where that whole like, uh, it's the meme where, And the 80s you know, didn't really start till like 1985 anyways. Right, it's the whole meme where people are like, oh, remember the... Remember the 80s? Look at all these crazy colors. But all those crazy colors were really like... 1988, 89 through like 1994. Everyone and, who and the real color scheme of the 80s was brown. Everyone who had a Nokia phone in 2000 through like 2005, all those people were from the 90s. Like not much change for them from 1997 to when they had a Nokia phone. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's the it's the same people. It's the I same feel, vibe. I feel like if you're gonna do a prop '90s phone, it's got to be like the brick, the big brick. It's the Zach Morris phone. Is the '90s? Oh phone. yeah, totally. That's the '90s phone for sure. But I, do people think of that as an '80s phone now? Because it's totally not. I don't. I I wouldn't think of it as an '80s phone. Yeah, I think before. I think in the '80s there were car phones and those things were a massive system. Um, what's next? Two switches, one circuit. Three examples here, BB two timer, second stomp switches between two time pots, the Frosrocious cattail, the second stomp switches between two gain pots on a rat circuit, and the Tone Bakery creme de la creme, a clon circuit, with the second stomp that goes between the gain pot on the pedal and a gain at zero setting. Who does this trick well? What pedals could add this funky feature to the benefit of mankind? I, I mean, Matthew's effects uses a double foot switch a lot. Oh yeah, that but banks between two different presets uh, or two different that's like two switches with two circuits. No, I it's think. not. Is it not two circuits? Well, on some I of guess those, it's two pot sets. It's two pot sets, usually the same circuit. So I guess um, if you were talking about like the cattail here, where you're switching between two gain pots with the different switch, and my. My favorite Matthews for that is the Cosmonaut 
Mm. where you can set it up to switch between two different delay times on the same delay. And when it goes from one delay to the other, you hear that. Oh, like adjusting to the new delay time. And I just like to hit that switch over and over again to have it go. Mm. That's fun. Like I wish every delay pedal had that, but yeah, I, I think that's a cool feature. If there's room for two foot switches, why not? Yeah. Have you ever dated or been involved with a musician? You may be entitled to compensation. WTF is this headstock? It's a it's, it's a killer guitar. It's a one by five headstock. One tuner on one side and five tuners on the other. I, you know, didn't Eddie Van Halen do that because he broke off the end of one of his Kramer headstocks, so he had to move like he had to emergency move one of the tuners to the underneath. It's oh, like a reverse. I, of that. I have no idea. It kind of makes sense. It makes your headstock shorter, but then it's like you got that ugly duckling sticking up there. Like there's the four by two that like Ernie Ball does, and that mm-hmm. visually makes a little bit more sense. I don't know. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm fine with it. Uh, Freddie Moore Curry. Is this is just Greg Straub's meme dump? All right. Here's a real topic that you hate. Lay it on me, Steve. Jordan Carroll says. Blink-182 reunion or whatever the headline is. I don't care. Do you care? I don't care. I don't care. I think it is interesting that they announced... Uh, this is the topic I wanted to did, do, did, actually. Did Tom run out of UFO evidence to I think, sort through? I think, he needs more, I think he needs money to get more uh, UFO, to buy more it's UFO a money evidence. Thing. To buy uh, more UFO? It costs money? Well, to get the boxes that, the, that it's in. All right. It's like an auction. The question I did want to ask you, though, <laughs> it's on is, eBay. He's like, I've got to, uh, I've got to buy this box of evidence. Yeah. Uh, if you had to go to one of, could I just put a box on eBay that has UFO evidence written on the front of it? You're like mystery box. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just bit her. You think Tom will buy it from me? Possibly empty, or could be anti-gravity UFO device inside. I haven't opened it. I don't know what's inside. I'll leave that up to you. Um, would you rather, if you had to go, you just you have to go. You're forced to go. To Blink-182? To either the 2022 When We Were Young Festival or the 2023 when we were young festival. Is there a difference? The 2022 one is like the... Oh, that was, the, was that, like that the meme mic, that like like Aaron the, was sharing the other night? It was that I was sharing. You shared night. it. I shared it. With Aaron. I shared it with Aaron. Aaron was there. So um, the 2022 one From is the, Gear the one Podcast. that's like fronted by My Chemical Romance and Paramore, I think are like the two main bands and then a bunch of other bands in that general style. Right. The 2023 run one is fronted. The headliners are Green Day and Mike or Green Day and Blink 182. Well, I, I'm definitely more interested because I think I would have a good time at, at a Green Day show. Because mm. you know, like I, I've learned to play guitar. I've, I learned to play guitar playing Green Day songs. That's right. just the reality of it. I really don't. I don't enjoy Blink 182. I just do not. I like. I got burned out on them because they're from here, and so the radio would not stop. They would not stop playing Blink-182. And I really do not like that vocal style, that very whiny, like, emo, pop-punk vocal style. I hate it. I don't like it at all. And Green Day doesn't sing that way. Billy Joel just, he doesn't sing that way. Here's some other artists on the lineup. Uh, The Offspring. You like The Offspring, right? You'd see The Offspring. 
I've aged out of enjoying the offspring, but I would probably enjoy seeing them play live. Uh, oh, here's one I know it you It would be nostalgic for Here's me. one I know you love, Yellow Card. I don't care about Yellow Card. Uh, here's one I know you uh, really love. The, the, I think the bands on here that you would enjoy seeing, Green Day, I think you would enjoy. I think the offspring would start playing and be like, okay. I'm, I wouldn't I, go to this festival, but it looks like there's a few acts that I would enjoy. Uh, Goldfinger. I think you'd enjoy it. Goldfinger, yeah. Less Than Jake. Yeah. Just, I'm not jumping out of my seat for any of No, of course. I know you're not. Yeah. I know you're not. Because you also have to sit through Newfound Glory. Yeah. And uh, Five Seconds of Summer. The thing is, like, these festivals are themed, like, just about four or five years after. Right. <laughs> I need them to be themed. You well, know? and it's funny is this, this one, the one for 2023, is themed four or five years before the one that's happening this year. Right. Which is like all, so maybe the maybe twenty twenty four will be the sweet spot for me. Yeah, twenty twenty four is going to be headlined by Real Big Fish and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I mean, if the someone put together uh, when we uh, when we were rude festival, there's going to be one stage that's just all. Uh, it's going to be all of the one st- stage beyond. Yeah, it's, it's, do, do, do. You'll have you'll have one one of the one of the stages there will be the uh, will just be the swing revival stage. All, the only band, oh all the bands on there will be Swing Revival. What I know, I think what I once it hits to the when we were young era, that's like kind of like mid to early nineties, where it's kind of like Tripping Daisy right. and the Eels and you know Spin Doctor, <laughs> like that kind of like uh, you know Dandy Warhols mm-hmm. and. Uh, 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 you know, that camper van cracker, camper van cracker, Owsley. I should make my own dream, uh, flyer for yeah, this thing. You, sh- you should like all that kind of like power pop stuff of the, of the mid to late nineties. Weezer mixed your with favorite band mixed Weezer. with your Jane's edition. I Weezer would be there, but I don't really care about Weezer, but you know, kind of Lollapalooza mm-hmm. mixed mm-hmm. with, you know, pop, uh, power pop sort of stuff, you know, right. like Oasis-y, but it wouldn't be Oasis because reasons and things like that. Blur, you know? I think Blur, the Blur's an interesting one, but I think... Garbage? They're one of those bands. Garbage is on currently on tour with Alanis. Really? That's a fun show. Yeah. I, uh, and Alanis was playing up in Riverside, and I, I, I don't know when that show is. Maybe it already happened, but I thought long and hard about, like, do I want to go to this? Hmm. If I didn't, if things weren't hard with getting out of the house with the kids, I'd probably be going to concerts like that. Well, that's the thing is I would have to like, it was at a casino. I'd have to go by myself probably. Yeah. Um, And you go to the casino, then you have to gamble. And now this whole thing costs like $20,000. But but if you play one more hand, you could win it all back. (laughs) Double or nothing. Um, (laughs) Gambling addiction is serious, guys. It's not a laughing matter. Get help. All right. I'm serious. Get help. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne harmonica. Man, people made fun of this when it came out like three years ago. Like it, I, it's fine. He plays harmonica on some songs. This uh, guy with a Confederate flag behind him. I don't know who that is. PRS pedals. Oh, there's the breakfast guitar from Ar- last episode. Actual meat from a horse. You know the French eat it. The Not Japanese eat it. I'd taste it if I had the chance. I'd eat horse meat. Speak to the State of the Union for the big box store. A uh, big box. 
sorry, uh, for the big guitar companies and big box stores, seems like there's too much stock now and new stuff isn't selling. In September, Fender had that massive sale of Squires. The deals were great. Do you expect the situation to get more critical into the holiday season? This, to me, this is less of a question of big guitar companies and big box stores and more of a question of general economy from a consumer perspective. Well, it's been a wild couple of years here, Steve. Yeah. You know, we had this, it's been a very boomer bust situation uh, and nothing in between like COVID brought along a huge boom to guitar sales and there wasn't enough inventory. And so companies that could up their production did And now they're in a position where people have gone back to work and gone back to their lives and living out in the world again and not spending so much time buying things. And so now there's extra stuff sitting in warehouses. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see sale prices become a normal thing for a while. And the, you know, the demand is down. So the prices are going to be down and we're going to see, we're probably going to see a slowdown in product development. Not mm. this year, not next year from the bigger brands, but two or three years from now to expect to see like a lull where it's, that's my guess where it's like, oh, this company hasn't come out with anything new for a while. It's because yeah. they're trying to clear their warehouses out. So they're not hustling to make Pro- new product, product. Product cycles tend to be a little on the long side. Well, also like with uh, the break, the so big companies, they, you know, it takes them years to develop this stuff and then get it into production. And it takes a long time to produce tens of thousands of guitars that are going to go on the shelves in every big box retailer across the country, let alone their own warehouses for shipping out for direct sales and stuff like that. Those are big manufacturing moves and it takes a lot of prep to make them happen. It's not like a small pedal builder where they're like, Oh, all of a sudden everyone wants a fuzz face. I'm going to make a new fuzz face for next month or even next year. Like next, turnaround for the next year is really fast compared to the big companies. Like they can't respond that quickly. So anything that say Fender, Gibson, Ibanez, you know, whoever these bigger companies put into production when COVID started and they saw that demand was crazy Mm -hmm. and say, they said like, Oh, demand is crazy. Let's order three times as much of this product as we would normally like they're going to have extra. Right. And it's going to be filling your warehouses. And they're like, oh, we've got more stuff coming from the factories. We have to clear space in the warehouses, you know, so that we've got to move the stuff for the new, for space for the new stuff. And then we'll have to do that again. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting time that we live in. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> what's the issue with posting? I've won so many things on Telegram and I've paid the <laughs> Extraordinary postage postage costs, but nothing's arrived yet. What YouTube? Why can't we talk? What YouTuber that wasn't part of Guitar House would you have as a guest on your show, and which would you both guest on? This was two different questions. Sure. So for the first thing, um, I'll just say the short version. Uh, in the we don't have a telegram. Two things. Yeah, the the short version. You didn't win anything. I have a telegram that I use just to mess with spam accounts. I love that about you, Steve. <laughs> um, but we do not. There's right now. There are three. I think. Well, there's five official ways to get in contact with us. Sure. The Let e- us count the, the ways. The email. The email. Sixty cycle humcast at gmail.com. Instagram. Instagram messages. messages. I mean. 
Twitter, if Facebook. you really wanted to. Oh, yeah, Twitter. I didn't think about Twitter. Well, on Facebook, there's multitudes of ways you could contact us, either from the page, Steve's personal, my personal. Right. On the group, you could just be like, does, does anyone know where we can get Ryan or Steve? But, like, if you're in the group, you're going to you're gonna you're basically asking for one of our personals right so facebook twitter instagram email uh tiktok do you discord discord i'm on the discord pretty often there are a lot of ways you could get in touch with us and none of them are telegram none of them are telegram and we're not giving anything away that way and if you see an account with a name that is somehow different than our own channel, telling you you won something. I trust you to be smart enough yeah. to think something's and I, up. And I guess you can communicate with us, though it'd be it's a little awkward through the YouTube comment section. But yeah, we we're not going to contact you through a non sixty cycle hum main account on YouTube. We're not going to leave a comment on your account saying the latest one. Be, they've this is how they've worked around all of the all of the um, the, like filters the filters that yeah. we put in is the latest one. The name of the account is contact us on Telegram for prize at CycleHum One, and the comment that they left is just a arrow pointing up. Right, their their name, the name of the channel is the message, and there's no comment other than an up symbol. Uh, what YouTuber would you have as a guest on the show? We don't really do guests that way. It's, it's too hard to organize and to the, schedule The YouTuber things. that we would have as a guest on the show is a YouTuber that says, Hey, I really love your show. I've got... Been, I've got five or six ads. Do you think I could jump on the show with you sometime and we can talk about these, Here's the, these wild ads I found? That's the YouTuber I want. You know, you know Here's honestly, the problem, you know who Steve? the best YouTuber to be on our show is? Who? Ryan Bruce. Sure. Yeah, he's already doing our show without us. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. <laughs> we love you. Honestly, since we've moved to doing video for the podcast it's actually really hard to have a guest on because i'd have to have a whole like we can't it used to be we do when we're doing just a podcast and you're not seeing us we could set up mics around the room everywhere now we'd have to have someone sitting here Sorry. in the middle with a third mic and then where on the screen do we put the ad and things just get complicated you need a fisheye lens and then we can all sit a little yeah, but then you see the, the the water heater and like the <laughs> ceiling of the garage and stuff like the set ends Right on the end of the frame here, guys. It, it turns into garage really quick. <laughs> I can, here, you go all the way to your edge. What am I doing? And then the other person can right. sit all the way over there. We'd be, on, the we'd be on top of each other, basically. <laughs> I have thought that if we wanted to have a guest, we could sit them over there and I could turn the, uh, the overhead cam towards them and do a picture-in-picture -picture sort of thing. But the, mm. the amount of editing involved. Just is, use the uh, just use the GoPro 360. Oh my gosh, that's such a pain in the ass to edit that footage. <laughs> I hate myself every time I shoot something with All right, the 360. Let's, let's each pick one more. The 360 is great for like mountain bike tricks. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just do one more? Uh, you do one more. I'll pick one more. 
All right, I'm looking. Um, all right, you go first. Oh, you think I had one in my pocket? I got a, I got an ender. I got that end game. All um, right, all right. Uh, thoughts on AI generated art? How about when it starts making music and starts winning battle of the bands? Here's. Here's my feelings as an artist, as someone who is a graphic designer and a creative in multiple different ways. I like AI art. <laughs> I've been having fun with it. And yeah, I think it's going to allow people without art ability to conjure up images that work for them. But they're never going to be perfect. They might be impressive and they might be functional. And I think there will be a new variety of artists that legitimately makes art by learning how to manipulate AI and to get it to do the things that the AI, it, that the AI wouldn't do intuitively. Right. Like someone who's going to figure out how to use some sort of AI machine learning to program drums in a way that is extremely creative. Mm -hmm. And then they'll use that to write a song over it you know they're gonna it's these things aren't without human input the ai doesn't right. sit there and dream up stuff without our input and i think the input side of it is the art mm -hmm. and then there's art there's a type there's a, a genre of art called found art where you find something you recognize oh, you recognize it as art and you assign your own meaning to it and maybe you place it into your own piece as some sort of um, message or some sort of symbolism for something or something that just affects you on an emotional level. There are all kinds of art and I don't think AI negates art or cancels out hundred percent human made art. I think it will be a tool for future artists. So that's my take on it. Well, here's my take. Listen up robots. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Beato bots. What? You know what? In the future, with all this AI stuff, we won't even need Rick Beato anymore. We'll just have a Rick Beato AI, the, the Beato oh bot that just generates clickbait videos for us to watch. <laughs> all right. This last topic uh, is from Lucky Murdoch, and he says, they say, I should say, mm. corn and poop. Yes. How come that's the only thing your body doesn't digest? Well, it's not the only thing. There's also nuts. Does your body not digest nuts? If you don't chew them, I actually, I, it was either a TikTok or some other food video I was watching recently that was talking about how peanut butter yeah. is actually, uh, it, it's, it's better for you nutritionally in the way that it's nearly digested. And so you actually absorb the vast majority of the material of the nut. Where if you eat a handful of nuts, you don't really do the best job of chewing them all. Interesting. And so you get chunks of nut in the bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you are not fully uh, pulping the nut. And so you don't get the full benefit of, the, of all the nutrients and proteins and fats and everything else that are in those nuts. So the butter is the way to go if you want to 
fully absorb that nut and get the full but then it's nutritional not, impact then of it's your nut. It's going to be like organic, 100% peanut well, butter. Well, sure. Because otherwise it's like cut with palm oil or right, right, whatever. Right. But, you know, yeah. like... You know, there's nutritional things that you want to absorb from oils and things too. That's not always yeah. necessarily bad, and sugar is not necessarily bad. You know what I like? Not... A, you know what I like about corn? What do you like about corn, Steve? It, it's got the juice. All right, all right. You know that trend's yeah. over right now while we're recording this, <laughs> and this episode comes been, out in two and a half it's weeks. Been over for like two weeks already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for dating the. What if it'll maybe it'll come back? You know, yeah. we're gonna hit that wave right at the right point. It's that second aftershock of a of a meme, and we're gonna be right on it, Steve. Thank you for making this episode relevant. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it for topics. Uh, if you want to support this kind of nonsense, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Sixty Cycle Homecast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the production of this program. All right. A lot of people support this. You watch to the end when we do the song at the end. It's a long list of people. A lot of them are $1, and that's fantastic. But a lot of people choose to support this program, even after this half an hour of whatever we just did, of just random, like, what are we talking about? Who even knows anymore? Right? Is this, is it, was this a guitar show yet? It's going to be a guitar show, but was it? This is on, it looks like OfferUp. Uh, no, it was. Um, I don't know what site this it is. Some uh, some foreign site that's kind of like an offer up, kind of like a Kiji, kind of like a okay. You know, Telecaster Toyota Almano, Guitarra Electrica Imitacion Telecaster Modelo, Unico Tayardo Arte Artisanalmente Ideal para uh, Coleccionistas. Mm. So electric guitar imitation, imitation of a Telecaster, model, uh, something about it being artisanal. Yeah. Ideal. I think it's a unique something. Ideal for collection, for, for ideal as a collectible. Yeah. They're asking 600. I didn't, I don't, I don't know what that symbol is. I didn't actually read the words, but I was able to figure out what they meant just by looking at them. Uh, so what we have here is a Telecaster imitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has some carving going on that I think is interesting. It has two hands that are each holding writing instruments, and they're scrawling musical notes onto the guitar itself. Mm-hmm. And something I find really interesting about the art side of this is that if this is meant to be hands of the same person, they're ambidextrous. They're writing left-handed oh. and right-handed at the same time. Or is it two people writing different music? Is this a collab? This here's, is a collab. Here's my thoughts. Uh, if you play this guitar, you can only play these two measures, these two measures of music. I wonder three, do, three measures of music. I wish your wife was here to tell us if those notes make any sense <laughs> like is, is that anything it looks like they're just kind of going up the scale there honestly yeah okay so yeah that's that 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 top one is just going dun 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 it's doing the same note twice for the last part and then that lower one is just going down and then resting on the same note twice 
Dun, dun, dun. Is that, am I reading that right? What do you guys think? Mu music reading people. What are you doing? Where are you going? He's going to play this. He's going to play it. Steve, do you, do you, do you uh, read sheet music? There you go. Here, have a pick. I, I can read this sheet music. The problem is, is I can't play guitar. <laughs> that is a problem. You're on a guitar podcast, Wait. Steve. No. Uh, what the this, is, is this is this is compelling stuff. This is our best episode in years. Oh, I think I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think this is just nonsense. Yeah, I don't think it's anything. I don't know. It's like, it almost sounds like it's trying to be yesterday, but it's definitely not. Because it goes like up tomorrow. first. You know what the most, like, inaccurate thing about this? I think I'm playing that right. Guitarists don't read sheet music. Are you kidding me? They definitely don't. <laughs> they definitely don't, don't write. That should be tabs. <laughs> All right, Ryan, if you get this guitar, if you get this guitar, what song do you have to play on it? I don't have to do anything, Steve. Don't tell me what to uh, do. No, the correct answer was Hootie and the Blowfish, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Ah, yeah. Or Hootie and the Blowfish, Hold My Hand. I kind of like, I feel like if you're going to go to the effort of hand carving hands onto your guitar, mm -hmm. instead of having them write music... I think it should be kind of like a picture in a picture sort of situation where the hands are holding a different guitar and mm. on that guitar is another carving of hands holding another guitar and it just keeps going and going and going. That sounds like a lot of work. Oh yeah. I mean, if this person's a true artist, they're going to put the work into it, you know? Yeah. I, I, here's, here's my legit criticism. I think two hands is too many. I think one would have been enough Pick which hand you want. Stop at that. And instead of the one line of music notes in a straight line, mm -hmm. like do like a really cool like scroll where the the music is scrolling around the guitar in like a cool pattern, you know, flowing around the edge of it and then, you know, swirling down around the control cavity or something like that. Like get... Get a little bit more flamboyant with that part of it, but just pick one hand to be writing because it's confusing having a left hand and a right hand writing at the same time. It's too many hands. I mean, you might as well do three hands at that, that point. And where are the feet in this situation? You know? Maybe there should be feet on the back. <laughs> but I think the carving itself, I think is, uh, looks like it's well done enough to me. It doesn't bother me in an art way. I was playing this right the first time. All right. Steve is still thinking about this. I think the headstock is a little bit much, but I, I kind of like it. The the big music. Uh, what is that called? The staff. What's the official name for that on the headstock, Steve? Stop looking at your phone. Look at this. Yeah, it's a treble clef. A treble clef. I told you guitarists don't know what the hell they're looking at when they look at sheet music. You know, I learned sheet music. I was in fourth grade to learn trumpet, but I couldn't play the trumpet because my mouth didn't work right. But I learned the sheet music 
And yeah, then I forgot. This it. is yesterday. It is yesterday. This is yeah. This is supposed to be yesterday. It's supposed to be yesterday. But here oh. we are. Today. And tomorrow. I had it right the first time. <laughs> so it goes down and then so it goes up. Whose hands are those? Is that uh, John and Ringo's hands working so, together? So the hand that's doing the dun dun dun, that's got to be Paul's hand because it's a left hand. Right, right. And then the one that's doing the right hand part. So it's saying. Oh my gosh, maybe this guitar is brilliant. It's a Beatles guitar. We cracked the code. So now, now the truth is, you you can never play Who Do You on the Blowfish. On this you can guitar. only play Beatles. You on can it. only pl- no. You can only play Yesterday on this you guitar. Can only play and only that first part. That uh, you go, yeah, Yesterday, da 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 da, da and then you yeah. have to stop and start all over. Because that's all there's. That's all. Or you have to etch in the rest of the song. Let's do the next ad. <laughs> Do we, do we want to do a sponsor spot? Yeah, we should. Was there a price on this? Uh, 600 something. You know, buy two of them. Sure. You need both of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Beer Pedals. I can pick this thing up. This is Slice of Pie. It's a pizza pedal. It's a slice of pie. Did you hear my voice just now? Do you think that's better or worse than... Uh, uh, Chris Pratt's. Well, I was gonna, audio. I was gonna reveal to everyone that Chris Pratt has been doing my voice all along. Oh, okay. He's that talented. Wow. Thanks, Chris. Uh, if you want to get a fuzz, a triangle style fuzz on your pedal board that looks like this slice of pie, head on over to BiggerPedals. It's the .com. only fuzz that actually looks like a photorealistic slice of pizza. Tell, right show me a different fuzz that looks like a photo realistic slice of pizza. You can't because this is it. Go follow Bigger Pedals on all their social media and get on their mailing list and everything else. This episode's also brought to you by String Joy. String Joy strings are crafted in Nashville, Tennessee, but they're played on stages worldwide. They're crafted one at a time by Nashville musicians who know that great art is made with great tools and it's their mission to make strings that inspire you to play more. Play better and play more better. Play your way. You know, Steve, String when Stringjoy decided that they were going to sponsor us, they probably weren't planning on you just reading the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch other is right there, man. Other String Joy, other String brands don't have the word joy in their name. Just think about that. Why don't they have joy in their name? Is it because they don't provide you with joy? Think about it, guys. Think about it. While you're thinking about it, click on the link down in the description. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you got anything new? I uh, you when you came in here today, you're like, why the heck is there a spring pan in your garbage? Oh yeah, you want to grab it real quick? Uh, I had to throw away a spring pan recently. I haven't actually figured out what is wrong with it, but this was inside uh, my blonde Princeton Reverb back there behind me. And my reverb went dead on the Princeton. And I was like, oh, no, did a tube blow or something like that? And I was like, before you go willy-nilly pulling tubes and, you know, swapping tubes and stuff, try swapping the wires with on the spring pan with a different spring pan because I've got, like, three in a drawer. So I did that. And, yep, that was the fix. The spring pan went bad. Why am I telling you this story? Because it's what's new in my life. I'm throwing away a string... A, spring pan that apparently doesn't work anymore. I was interested to find out that 
It's a Ruby reverberation unit. I'm used to finding Accutronics pans in Fender products. Uh, so it's, I looked it up online and a few people were like, hey, I have this Fender amp and it's got a Ruby uh, spring pan in it. I wasn't expecting that. And apparently there was a couple of years where they were using these. Maybe they're still using them. I don't know. But apparently this model is supposed to be pretty much the same as what I replaced it with. So I don't know. Is that cool? Do you guys like my cool story of it's what's new cool. in my life? I think it's cool. Something cool that I've been thinking about messing around with because I have extra extra spring pans and because you can just connect them mm-hmm. with the wires and run it outside the amp if you want to or whatever device you're using. I thought about connecting up one of these pans and putting it on the table with a camera overhead and doing kind of like the prepared piano sort of thing where like I make modifications to the spring to see what the sound mm-hmm. difference is. Like stretching it so one side is super tight and the other side is lax and things like that or maybe just full-on replacing the springs with different materials to see what would happen like this one's dead so i'm not going to be able to do it with this one but would that be a fun video i don't know something i think about sometimes all right throw that back in the garbage steve What is this episode? This is the weirdest energy we've ever had. Are you guys enjoying this? Why do you keep asking? Because they're out there watching it right now, Steve. I'm not asking you. I'm asking them. Are you guys enjoying this? You know what? What? Let's knock this out. We're knocking it Uh, out. This episode's also brought to you by Chaseless Audio. This is a warp vinyl hi-fi. Do they still make this? I don't know, but that's one of their pedals that makes a... Sound and if you want sounds like that, maybe you should check out the generation loss because they're making more of those right now. So, big thanks to Chase Plus Audio for once again sponsoring this content. Uh, they make pedals more creative than you are. This show is also brought to you by Demonic Machines. I'm holding the mold. This thing has got a lot of knobs and it. it's got an extra switch and it's got a big old graphic on there. It's a crazy, nasty, dirty, crazy fuzz. I've got serial number 669. Out of about 20 million, they've got a lot of numbers back there they're trying to fill. So help them sell 20 million of these things. Let's set a goal, guys, for the new year. Demonic machines. 2023 is coming up quick. Let's sell 20 million molds in 2023. I'm just saying, got to set goals, right? All right, we're next, Steve. Uh, This ad was sent by uh, Tim Cornfield. Modified 2019 Chender 59 style butterscotch telecaster with a 24 fret scalloped maple neck. Think super tall frets. Well played and continuously modified telly. Three humbuckers, all Seymour Duncan knockoffs. Custom Cerakoted knockoff Bigsby. Where do they get? Everything is knockoff. Where do they get fake Seymour Duncans? I don't know. Is Can you just get fake Seymour Duncans? And why? Apparently. Like Seymour Duncans are they're a respectable brand. Well, but where do you get fake e, where do you get fake EMGs? That, right? I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Where did but three of them? Like, I feel that's pretty intentional. This guy's put like obviously a lot of work into this. They're asking five seventy five. Um how is this thing so abused? Like like one of the pickups, the plastic is chipped and you can see the copper wiring under the edge. That I've never seen that break before. 
Like he did his hand survive whatever he did to cause that. Oh my gosh! Look at the screws on the pickup ring. They're like this is a fat wood screws. This is a mess. Is that a locking nut or is that supposed to be a roller nut? I think it's supposed to be a locking nut. I thought it was supposed to be a roller nut. You think it's supposed to be a locking nut? If it's supposed to be a roller nut, it doesn't look very rolly to me. It looks crusty. It's a close-up photo, and I still can't tell what the hell's going on there. Three low-gain positions that sound nice and microphonic. <laughs> why does the why does the fretboard look so clean and everything else looks so dirty? I do like the cool, like pretty bold rainbow art around the control panel like that catches my eye in a fun way it's it got this really wild outsider art vibe going on here there's a gnar it says gnarly kraken headstock was this an epiphone that's been repaired with cyanoacrylic i don't know it says modified 2019 it's, it has an explorer headstock so i don't know if it was just like that if it what it was they're asking 575 but that's canadian dollars that's that's goose bucks so I I think that's like four fifty no, US. No. But how low does this have to be? This is free. This is this is uh You give it to you know this is in Canada? Yeah. You the government, I'm sure, has like an official disposal program for something like this. Yeah, there's probably laws against this in, there's gotta be like there's gotta be laws against this. You drop this off at the at the guitar embassy and you have to fill out a form that says you're sorry because you did something bad. Super Rich Steve pays full price for this five seventy five, no haggling, and straps it onto the side of a SpaceX rocket. First Canadian in space. <laughs> Finally, a Canadian in space, and it's a guitar. It's this guitar. There's probably been other. Canadians and then this in guitar, space. and then this guitar ends up on the money for Canada because they're like, "That's our first Canadian." Eh? Yep. What are we gonna do about it? <laughs> I'm sure there were other. I'm sure there have been Canadian astronauts. Oh, there's totally been Canadian astronauts. Uh, but once they figured out there was no mooses or maple syrup up there, they just came right back. Yeah. They said sorry and came right back. How many how many Canada geese do you have to strap to this I've guitar only got, to launch it? I've only space? got three Canada jokes. Sorry, a boot, and maple syrup. Oh, and, and geese and mooses. Yeah. There we go. Five Canada jokes. I'm sorry, guys. People think I hate Canada. I don't. I just don't. I don't I've never been invited. Invite me to your wonderful country. Show me your mysterious ways so that I might learn them and tell the tale to people in my homeland. Please, Canadians, educate me. This last <laughs> guitar was sent by uh, Greg Straub. This is a Juicy Guitar Seahorse Sparkling Blue 2021. This is in Oceanside. That's here? Oceanside, is it our California. Oceans? That's our Oceanside? Yep. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Do you think it's Oceanside guy? No. It can't be Oceanside style. guy. This is uh, $1,500. Is this even is this a real company? Juicy Guitars. Why is it fifteen hundred dollars? Juicy Guitars. Does Juicy they... Guitars Oceanside. It comes up. They sell these apparently out of Dusty's Guitar. I actually know where that. I've shop been to is. Dusty's. Yeah, I think I bought my Classic Fifty from Dusty's. 
that's wild in the world. But when I look up juicy guitars, it comes up with a bunch of like cringy Teespring garbage. <laughs> Let's see. It just says, "Did you see guitars?" Is that a middle Face pickup a or a side. neck pickup? Well, it's definitely in the middle of the seahorse. That's a middle pickup. That's not a neck pickup. But it's not where a middle would be. Like I don't want to knock it too hard because it is a it is a it is a seahorse. They didn't fail at the seahorse part. They also have this gold face Medusa guitar. Oh my gosh. This feels like someone strapping necks, bolting necks onto things they found. Uh, there's some like normal ones in here, but they still, they all got that Juicy Guitars logo on it. What, what is, is going on yeah, here? I don't know. I don't know if it's a coincidence that when I searched for Juicy Guitars Oceanside, it pinged back Dusty's. I don't, I don't know what the connection is there. Um, it looks like there might be a seahorse inlay on the neck which makes me think that this wasn't a parts neck it was built for the guitar but is that better or worse worse what's what's missing from this is the context like if this was on stage with jimmy buffett i get it i get it there's a seahorse guitar natural oh my gosh it comes in natural they made more than one of these. Yeah. Oh, the switch is the eye. That's why it looks so weird. I like that. The switch is the eyeball. This thing's got a weigh like 30 pounds. All right, what kind of music? You said Jimmy Buffett. You got to play Jimmy Buffett on this thing? Was that what you Oh, there's saying? a bunch of seahorse guitars here. There's at least four of these things in existence. They're on reverb. Oh, my gosh. Is it a hot seller or something like I that? No. Do people love seahorses and guitars at the same time that much? Is this like a the 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 recipe here is someone gets invests in a beach house and like you've got a husband wife situation. The husband loves seahorses. The wife loves rock and roll. They've got to have a compromise decoration on the wall because they want to have kitschy stuff that represents both of them. This is the compromise. They've got this the sea shanty thing, and they've also got the rock and roll thing mixed in. It's got a Floyd Rose on it, for heaven's sake. It's ridiculous. This is a rock and roll shred machine here, and it's also a, a cute little... It's, not, it's a cute big seahorse. So their name... It's a giant seahorse. On top of all of this, their name is supposed to be a pun. It's juicy guitars, as in, did you see those guitars? That's a stretch. That's literally like, when you look it up, it says, did you see guitars? That's, no, no, that's too much. Did, did you see guitars? Did you see guitar? Come on. Did you see guitars? Juicy Guitar Company, did you see guitars based out of Oceanside, California? Did you see guitars? I'm half disgusted, half impressed. The fact that they've made multiples of these... Tells me that maybe someone's buying them. I wonder. I wonder what it plays like. What if it's awesome? There are three of three of these, four of these on reverb. Fourteen hundred, twelve hundred, eleven. This one's actually been marked down to twelve hundred. The one that we've been looking at. Yeah, I've had a. Fr I had a friend 
uh, back in the day who's terrified of seahorses. Like if she knew knew that there was like a seahorse in the water, in the ocean, like she would be like, I'm never going in the ocean again. I think she believed they lived somewhere else. I mean, maybe this is. I just can't. I don't. I can't imagine this is. Uh, no, you know, I'm reading the description of one of their Stratocasters, and there's no mention of machine screws. So this is definitely not South South but South Oceanside guy. Right, right. No, it's not Oceanside guy. This is someone else. Yeah. What do you guys think? Should we give Seahorse Guitar a chance? Should I spend $1,400 on a Seahorse Guitar? I mean, you should, but, you know, whatever. Uh, this song was sent by... Do we got anything else? You know what? If it had a Jazzmaster pickups in it and, uh, and a wiggle stick other than a Floyd, you guys would be trying to peer pressure me into buying it. You you'd, it, think it you'd think it would be like a perfect surf guitar, but I don't see that and see a surf guitar. You heard it here first. Yeah. Got, That's a, more like a reef guitar. It's more like a kelp paddy guitar. It's yeah. it's out beyond the surf, you know? You're going to get your fishing line stuck in that. Yeah, it's guitar. a fishing guitar. It's not surf. It's a fishing guitar. Yeah. It's an aquarium guitar. It's, it's not snor- for surfing. It's a snorkeling so it's, guitar. It's a scuba guitar. It's a scuba guitar. It's a scuba guitar. Let's be honest. It's not a surf guitar. It's a scuba guitar. Yeah. Get, so, your, yeah. get your sports right. Get your uh, your athletic activity. Yes. Correct. Yes. It's Come original. Also, come original. Yeah, all entertainers come original, in my opinion. Uh, this song was sent by Chris Hester. He says, hey, Ryan and Steve, I've been playing guitar for over 40 years. What if someone from 311 watches this podcast for some reason? And like, why do they make stabs at us? Like, why do they keep making fun of us by quoting our songs? I honestly, like, I think I, I kind of love 311. I haven't listened. I might listen to 311 on the right on the drive home. Tonight. No, I unironically, there's multiple 311 songs that are yeah. like hard baked into my soul that I will never With, be rid of. My two least favorite 311 songs. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Amber. Sure. And their cover of the Cures Love song. Yeah. No, I agree with that. They have, they have so many other songs outside those two that are bangers. Yeah. 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 So if, if Guy from 311, if you watch this show, one of you, all of you, just know that we love you. We're not trying to tease you. We're not trying to hurt you. We want to wrap you in the warm embrace of our loving 90s kid arms. Thank you for all you've done, 311. All right. Uh says, I've been playing guitar for over 40 years. Love the show. I re-recorded this song by Philip Sace. It's tricky but fun to play. I hope you enjoy. I don't claim to be a lead singer either, but I do enjoy singing. Recorded not with my JCM 800, but with my Katana and pedal board. Katana has a Celestian cream back. The way I use the Katana effects is four channels for my Les Paul and four for my Strat. Wow. I use many pedals, but my always on is a Tumnus. I included Pick of Me in the 80s for laughs and giggles. There's a pic of me in the 80s. Not you, but him. Yeah. Here we go. I want to hear this song, Steve. Just play it so I can hear it. I can't wait. Yeah. 
There's a lot to like there. Yeah, I like that. He, like, I feel like, like if I had the time, I could sit and pick out like probably a dozen parts that reminded me of other songs from the genre, hmm. like little things like, oh man, that little part, the way that that riff resolved reminds me of this part in another song. Like it's like it's like a nostalgia machine, you know. Right. I really like the guitar tone as well. Like, I sometimes I mess around trying to like pull a metal tone out of my butt mm. in videos, and I never really quite get where I want to go. And that's like where I would end up if I actually spent the time trying to craft like a metal tone that I enjoyed for myself. So, yeah, good song. All right, bye everyone. Stay grounded. Stay grounded.